Um, all of these readings here, I love all these readings here. They're the great readings here, and it shows the character of God and who God is. And especially, I love this uh, gospel message. It's known as the Beatitudes. That's what they call it. Beatitudes meaning the blessings. And these are the promise of God's blessings on those who would humble themselves before God and to search the kingdom of God first. To put the kingdom of God first because that is what we are made for. And we always have to be reminded of that great kingdom of God and the great promises of God. We always have to be reminded of the goodness of God and how he is always there for us each and every day to keep our heads up, up to heaven, up to that promise of Jesus Christ that he would give of himself. And so this is, uh, you know, uh, you have other um, faith traditions, uh, these other traditions uh, that might say their things. They have like their core central breeze and they'll, they will... Um, make like little quick little sayings like uh, once saved always saved saved by faith alone things like that and they have these quick little sayings and that's their mantra that they have to, to remind people of the basics of their faith their faith and we don't believe what they believe what we have as our mantra is the beatitudes matthew chapter 5 Blessed are the poor in spirit. Because we are reminded of these promises that God would protect those who humble themselves, those who put God first and his kingdom first, those who would humble themselves and say, not my way be done, but let your way be done. And so would humble themselves and not prefer themselves out of selfishness. I can do whatever I want but rather ask God, what do you wish of me, Lord? I am your servant. Let it be done to me according to thy word. It is such an opposition to the ways of this world because the ways of this world would drag us away from the love of God that we may never experience his love Drag us away from what is holy, what is good, and what is righteous in his sight. And so we strive for what is good. We strive for that kingdom, and we strive for that kingdom right here. We're not just waiting for it to be fulfilled in heaven, and we are. But we want it to be here, now. Sometimes we get impatient with it. I do. And so how important it is to keep your eye on the ball, to keep your eyes on Jesus and to keep your eyes on heaven. That's why we must raise our head. Raise your head, not don't droop it down. Raise your head to heaven, to what is good and what is holy. Because otherwise we fall into the things of this world. You know, the world has a lot of promises. Look at the technology. Wow, we're going to go to Mars. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Uh, I don't know, electric cars, some, whatever. I, I don't know. There's a lot of different things in this world. Like, it's kind of funny. I've never walked away from a computer just like giggling joyful. 
That's never been the fruit of being with a computer to me. I, it just, it's foreign. I've never seen politics. I've watched the politics of this world and walked away joyful. That's not my experience. I don't know if it's been yours, but it's not my experience. Uh, worrying about the ecology and all this, it's, I, I don't get any joy out of it. There's no peace. But one thing I noticed, and I noticed this from the beginning, when I, when I was a child, I'd walk out of the doors of the fast. There was peace. There was a peaceful joy. It wasn't a fake joy that you see on People magazine. Oh, so-and-so just got married. They're happy. They're joy. And they were living together and all this other stuff. And a month later, they got mascara running down in all their face. Oh, they're breaking up now. The things of this world will never satisfy. We sit there and we go chasing after. It's like a dog chasing its tail. We go after this, what we think to be joyful, whatever think we is good, is righteous, and it never comes out. And in fact, what we end up doing is we hurt ourselves and we hurt one another. We cause more injustice by trying to save ourselves, thinking we're going to be smart, we're going to be wise, by forsaking God's ways, by doubting God's ways, and putting into our minds and our hearts and even into our actions what is opposed to God's holy will. And so we follow this mantra, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are you who mourn. Blessed are you who seek true righteousness. And where is these things? Where is true joy? Where is true peace? I find it in the virtues and in following Jesus Christ who leads me in virtue. By doing what is right and holy before God, by asking God first what he desires. By chasing heaven rather than chasing a fake joy. I'd rather chase heaven and I know I'll get it when I get there. Rather than chasing something that can never fulfill the promises it makes. Politics? It doesn't have the ability, it doesn't have the power to fulfill joy in our hearts. It does not have the ability to fulfill justice. It is beyond the reach of mere politics to bring justice. So do we pursue justice? Yes, but even more so we pursue love because that is the commandment of God. And love supersedes and it is a way, way above justice. Justice, we look at everybody else and we end up pointing out the splinter in everybody else's eye without paying attention to the plank in our own. And that's what looking at all these other things in the world does. It never brings peace or joy. And so we raise up our head high looking to God and his ways because his ways are way higher than ours. We follow him and his example, how he himself was willing to follow this unto death. Blessed are the poor in spirit. He makes this promise because it is who he is.
He humbled himself, became so poor in spirit, he, the Almighty God, would allow himself to be crucified by human hands. Blessed are those who mourn, and how he mourned. But he did not mourn for himself, he mourned for us. He mourned that we would return to him, to love him with all our hearts, souls, and minds, and our very bodies. Blessed are the meek, and out of his meekness he would produce his power to save, his power to heal in the hearts and the souls that we need. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, those who suffer at the hands of government, at the hands of those who are unjust, proclaiming justice, those who would suffer for those who proclaim what is good and holy as they do evil and wickedness. We have reason to believe in that blessing. Blessed are the merciful. Now isn't that what we want in our world today? Isn't it mercy that brings peace in the world? Or is it selfishness and doing whatever you want? So opposed is this world's ways against God's ways. Blessed are the clean of heart. The world would laugh at you. How the world hates purity of heart, does not understand it. That's impossible. Nobody can do it. Well, you're right, we can't. But by the grace of God go I. And he purifies me. He purified me at baptism. He purifies me when I go into that confessional. He purifies me of my venial sins when I open my heart to him at Holy Communion. He works on us. Blessed are the peacemakers. To being true, true peace not to be pointing the finger out constantly to everybody else as the world teaches. Blame everybody else. Be angry at everybody else. Do not forgive the other person. Blessed are the peacemakers, those who would forgive and those who would encourage others to forgive. That's the way of godliness. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, those who are willing to suffer for the sake of God and to put up with injustices themselves and be merciful to them and will the good for them because it is only a pure heart that can do such a thing. So above our ways is God. Blessed are they when they insult you and persecute you and every other kind of eagle against you falsely because of me. God will protect you. And we need to keep faith in God to know our dignity, the dignity that only God can give, that we are children of God. You are children of God, sons and daughters of the Most High. 
and that you are called to a higher way of life, a way of holiness and of love and of peace and of joy that can bring true peace to the world, not this false lie, to remain close to him and his heart and his ways, to become close to his heart is to remain close to his ways. That's obeying the Ten Commandments, obeying his holy will and seeking his will in everything in our lives. And then when we do that, the blessing of God will overflow in this life and in the next. That heaven comes down to us each and every day because we know we need it. The world is brutal. And those who are evil are brutal. They're prideful in their sins. They're prideful in the destruction that they cause. Whereas we are proud of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love, the sacrifice, the suffering that he has endured for us. And we are proud to suffer with him. For he is our God. He is truly love and mercy itself.